Um, but Hamish, in answer to your question, like I, I'd spent so much time like getting it to the eight-inch kind of circle, which I drew on a bit of baking paper and turned upside down, and it's I baked them, and they're still kind of like leaked out a bit. So I waited until they cooled, got a slightly smaller plate, and cut round it. So all of my things uh, exactly, well, seven inches, I guess. You kind of know what seven inches is, is with your eyes closed, don't you? Oh, absolutely. It, it was funny. Girls never know how much eight inches look like. The girls are like, oh. Um. That looks like six. And you're like, no, it's definitely eight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nine, nine, nine on a good day. The Crumbs. Hello, welcome to The Crumbs. You're with Courtney, Tom and Hamish. It was International Week, which is really fitting, considering that one of our little crumbs is international himself. Yes, I actually um, flew to America because of International Week. Like, you took it real seriously. <laughs> took it really seriously, except I kind of got it wrong because apparently International Week means, like, very strict area of Europe. Just France. To the great <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's like French, French and Hungarian French, like which is not really a it thing. It was French week. Yeah, it was French week, eh? And then when any of the other bakers tried to like sprinkle in some more international flavour, probably because of, you know, the week, um, they were kind of like a little bit taunted. Yeah, this isn't traditional French. Like the crepe thing. It's kind of like... Yeah, like John, like Jono. What are we calling him, Jono now? Oh, yeah. He said we're allowed to um, call him Jono. So that's what his friends call him. Oh, okay. I feel cool. like we're friends. Okay, cool. Well, Jono was trying to... He did like a dosa kind of type of thing, didn't it? And the judges were like not really happy with it. But they, they kind of liked it in the end. But they were like, ooh, why are you doing but that? But he's also the only one who used like buckwheat, which is the traditional savoury crepe flour, right? So I'm like, he's closer to a traditional savoury crepe than the others were. He just made the mistake of saying the word dosa. <laughs> I know, and they threw them through a loop. And that yes. one other person was like, I used a bit of buckwheat. And I was like, did you just sprinkle in a pinch of buckwheat to say you could use it? Just a little bit on top. What did we think of the signature challenge itself, crepes? I was a bit like, what the what the F? Am I saying it wrong? Is it supposed to be crepes, like you just said? He's just British. <laughs> I think in, Eng- in, in England you just say crepe, not crepe. Crepe. Okay, well, it's like they crepe. forgot there was another E on the end. <laughs> Sorry, of course. Classic English. They've got no time. In England, they're really busy and they're just like, I need to, I can't think about the second E. I just got to call it a crepe and move on with my life. This is true. Um, I just, actually, it's more of like an overarching the whole episode. I found the whole thing quite stressful. I think they had, this was a hard week. Like, I, I don't think i would have liked this week it seemed very stressful to me and while crepes might seem easy on the outside i thought it was a pretty hard challenge to make eight that all look the same in the time frame lord knows what the equipment was like you know what i mean like i just felt like it was a bit also just from like a a food production point of view i was like i would hate to be a fucking judge who has to eat that signature challenge like an hour plus after it's been made like i think those scrambled eggs are gonna be sitting there for like I literally wrote those scrambled Yonks. eggs could not have tasted good by the time I got to judging. Nothing against Brooke, it's not her fault. They would have been great when they were hot, but like a cold, slightly sort of rubbery egg inside like some cold green crepe is not giving it to me. But that's not their fault, and people watching it, I guess, don't know. Hands up if you think crepes are baking. Oh, definitely not. Um, yeah, I do, because okay, crepe to me is a pancake, right? Eggs, flour, and milk. I don't feel like it was probably the best challenge for a baking TV show. 
I've actually, just as a disclaimer to anyone that's listening, I completely lost my notes from this week's episode, so I'm just kind of tr- trying to remember what happened. But, like, nobody did sweet, did they? Or was it, was it, were they, did they have to do savoury? It's literally savory. a savoury challenge. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to have another glass of wine. Keep it in. <laughs> um, I likened it to we had to do the savoury flatbreads, and it was just in the same realm as that. So instead of making bread, they made crepes, basically. Um, let's focus in on some of the actual contestants. My favourite was Lucas, because he did what is one of my favourite flavours in the world. Salmon and cream cheese. You will never go wrong. It is always delightful. Salmon and cream cheese, classic. Oh, throw some capers in there, a little bit of dill, whatever. It's going to taste dill, bloody great, dill. right? Um, mm-hmm. I think he did a great job. His crepes, his crepes were very under, though. They were very sloppy, weren't they? When I was watching it, I was certain that they had been given extra time, but we didn't know about it. Just the way the editing was. It was like t- at 10 minutes. It looked like no one had any crepes done. And then at like done time, everyone kind of had crepes. But the people that we've spoken to throughout the week have kind of said, no, they didn't give us extra time. We literally started using our testers and stuff like that because we didn't know what else to do. So they were, it was rough. It was not a pretty challenge. Yeah, it was a hard one for sure. What was your favourite one, Hamish? I think despite being allergic to pork and wouldn't be able to eat it, I loved Brooke's green eggs and ham just because it was like fun. Like she kind of just added like an extra element that you weren't expecting. Um, Are you allergic to pork? Yeah, weird, I know. It's but. so weird. <laughs> I oh my god! I did also really like Jonathan's. To be fair, and I love that he did that. Like, did he bite off more than he should have? One thousand percent. Maybe don't do the onion bar. And yeah, that was like very, very big um, theme for the episode for him. Oh, he, yeah, definitely. And I love that he's was, aiming for the sky, but like sometimes you just need to to dial it back a little bit. Um, yeah, I just think the timing. I literally wrote down, fuck this challenge. It just seemed so hard. Like, crepes, they're just not, like, fun. They didn't have that little wood, wooden twirly stick that I feel like you need to zhuzh around a Make crepe. Sure yeah. trying to, like, yeah. twist the pan. Like, none of it. It just didn't seem like it was a great challenge. And then to have someone like Jordan, who has clearly, like, spent a lot of time in France, be like, here's my interpretation that I made in an hour and a half. Like, it's, it's pretty grim. Monique's was interesting in a sense that it felt like it would make a great, like, open sandwich. But the concept of, like, chewy... I don't know if it's chewy, but, like, you kind of have, you know, beef has got, like, some mouthfeel to big, it. B- big bits of yeah, steak as like well. Yeah, like a soft yeah. little delicate crepe around it. It's confusing for my brain. Agreed. I might just be a simpleton, though, so who knows. And wasn't... P- Peter was like, oh, you've gone for a Mexican flavour, and she's like, no, I've gone for, like, Monique's kitchen. <laughs> I like that though. Good on her. Yeah. Um, I always feel like it's it's a bit touchy with international, especially like you know now we're all a bit more aware. You don't want to seem like you're taking a culture and like not doing justice to it. You know what I mean? Like so, I think you have to be a bit careful. Um, any other thoughts and feelings on the signature? No, just the idea of it repulses me eating cold crepes. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. The crumbs. Okay, so I guess that brings us into the technical this week, which was um, Dobos. Dobos or Dobos? Dobos. I'm just going to say Dobos. Um, Tort, a Hungarian specialty, I believe. Was this the same thing that. Gabe made in our season. Do you remember his pancake rocks with some like Hungarian? Oh my god, yes. Is it the same thing? I feel like that was more like wafer. 
It was my wafer. Wafer. No, it was definitely not. It was like a, <laughs> I think his was like a yeasted cake. That would be the only difference. But I don't think that what they made was a hundred percent traditional to the Dobbs tour. I think they had some like French elements to it as well because it was French week. So it just makes me think of Dobby from Harry Potter. Dobby. <laughs> <laughs> give give him a sock. Um, what a bizarre challenge. It was a good challenge though. I thought. I just found it bizarre because they brought in some random chocolatier dude from Lint and then didn't mention at all that he was from Lint. Yeah. So rando. And and also, like, there's no Lint kind of advertising. Like, we're not seeing Lint. You know what I mean? It was just the most... Con- I, re- like, recognised the dude. I was like, isn't he the guy from, like, the Lint ads? And he is. But I was like, how odd to bring him in and not, like, say anything. And then, like, we barely saw him talk and then he was just kind of, like, in the background... And then, like, Brooke asked him about caramel, and I was like, does he know anything about caramel? He's a chocolatey... Like, I was just confused. Does his knowledge extend past the realm of chocolate? Chocolate. He only knows about chocolate. My initial thoughts looking at this technical was, holy shit, that's hard. The more you look at it, I think it was actually more approachable than it seems in terms of you're just mainly doing, like, it's it's lots of repetition, right? Layers and ganache and layers and ganache and making all that sort of stuff. Um, but I guess we can ask our expert, our chocolatier of the week, Thomas, who, oh, it's the same! We've got Thomas and then the top, both Thomases. It was, it was only natural that I did it. Okay, I put my hand up to do it, because obviously Hamish was not going to do it from his bloody hotel room in San Francisco. Right. But I was I was happy to, because it, it's kind of outside of my box, and it's not something I normally do, really. So I was like, yo, that'll be a challenge. And by gosh, it was. It was. It was. Okay, so I didn't do it in a time limit either, like, because, like, fuck that. There was a lot of different elements, really. Um, layering the sponge, so I, like, I did, like, this eight inch circle type thing, and then, like, layered the sponge, and the sponge was so thin, and just getting it that thin was really stressful in itself. It was, it was fun to make, and I think I've done a really good job. Well, I guess we'll be the judge of that on the Instagram, the crumbs pod, if you want to go and have a look at, um, Tom's attempt at the Dobbers Tort. Now, going back to the show and obviously the guys doing it on there, I would have been stoked this week to have one of those back benches because finding somewhere to put 12 cakes on those tiny little benches, did anyone think that through before they gave them this challenge? Did they have the spare two benches like we did? Well, they're down to four, five people? Four? Five. Five. Five, yeah. They were down to five, five people, yeah. so they would have had... Three spare one benches extra. at the back because they take right. two out. Um, there was definitely spare ones because Lucas was using them. But if you're like Brooke or something that was at the front with twelve cakes and trying to like decorate, that just would have been a nightmare. I don't know how they did it. Also, any challenge with a caramel in it is a goddamn nightmare. Caramel's the worst, especially in that kitchen with like an induction cooktop that you've never used. Just hundred percent. I did actually um, just going back. I did actually do my caramel three times just before for my i did dip hazelnuts, nuts and they were and that were like caramel was fine boom easy and then when i went to do the caramel for the um to put on the top cake you know that we should then cut into triangles um which was actually the hardest bit do you remember in the show there was like they cut to like victoria and she like tried to cut it straight away it was sticking and then she left it and then she tried to cut it again and it was like set and it was cra- it was all cracking it was that was actually the hardest bit like pouring that caramel on there, the toffee, whatever, and then cutting it into wedges was like a real, a real ass. It was really hard to do. What were your thoughts on the technical wee Hamash? My first thought was that like making twelve might be 
insanely hard in those in those kitchens. But I was like, I wonder if they were allowed to cook sheets of sponge and cut circles out. I don't think any of them did. I think they all piped it to like the dimensions yeah, they, they the needed. Recipe, the recipe would have said like pipe it, but I was like, I would have done like a work smarter, not harder thing because mm. we're now doing layer cakes or cook rectangles and then stack, and then they're like more likely to be even and not like there was quite a lot of doming in some of the ones that. Uh, it's an interesting mm. concept not having a cake tin because obviously that's normally how they kind of rise is by holding onto the sides of a cake tin. So you're gonna get huge yeah. amount of doming when it if you haven't got any sort of structural integrity like that. When I made it, it started, it kind of domed slightly in the middle, but then it like came down again because at the end of the day, it's just like a thick pancake because there's so many layers. It doesn't have to be that thick. Yeah. Would you say it's like a thick crepe? <laughs> um, definitely like a thick crepe. Sounds like crap, isn't it? I'm gonna, I'm gonna start saying crepe. It okay. did look like a crepe cake initially when I saw it in the ads. I was like, oh, they're doing crepes and then more crepes. Like it's it's crepe week. It's good. It's good. It's crepe week. I, I told you guys in the group chat, um, but like King came in from doing something. He was like, oh, you're making the crepes, and I was like, no, I'm not making the crepes. This is the cake, and he was like, what? That's the cake, and I was like, well, hopefully it's supposed to, it's gonna be a cake. Um, but Hamish, in answer to your question, like I I did. I spent so much time like getting it to the eight inch kind of circle, which I drew on a bit of baking paper and turned upside down and it's taken fucking ages. I baked them and they're still kind of like kind of leaked out a bit. So I waited until it cooled, got a slightly smaller plate and cut around it. So all of my things are exactly, well, seven inches, I guess. You kind of know what seven inches is, is with your eyes closed, don't you? Oh, absolutely. Um, and yeah, it, it was funny. Girls never know how much eight inches look like. The girls are like, oh. Um. That looks like six. And you're like, no, it's definitely eight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nine, nine, nine on a good <laughs> um, Couple of just like other things I noticed during this challenge. Brooke was extremely helpful this episode. Like she, I think every single challenge she was helping other bakers, which is always a shining light for me. I think it's so nice if you've got the time to go and help other people out. Hey, like she just... She's a little treat this week. Oh, you just triggered me by saying Brooke's name. I think it was in her signature bake for her green eggs and ham. She had she served with like lemon slices, and the sticker was on the lemon. And I was like, just oh, yeah, I saw pull off right. the sticker. I was like, it's this big purple like I don't know what the name of the lemon brand is, yeah. but like just this big purple thing. I was like, no, Brooke, no. no. <laughs> Um, we did see on someone's Instagram stories that there was about 400 burnt hands from the caramel and I got so nervous watching Pax like put his hand, he was like helping someone dip the hazelnuts and I was like, has anyone told Pax how hot caramel is? Please. Good God, his poor his hands. His hand just went straight in that part. Like, it, honestly, I was like, it's all over. He's, that's it. That's He's not done. a police siren in the background. There is an ambulance going to Pax's house <laughs> because he, <laughs> he doesn't have a hand anymore. The th- my thoughts around I think most of my thoughts lie around the judging this episode because the judging is getting real higgledy piggledy and the fact that Jonathan came last in the technical because he kind of just like what didn't he like used more ganache than others and they were like it's like nothing they say is definite it's like oh it's darker and they don't say whether it's bad or whether it's good they're just like it gives it a different taste so, like, but is it the right type of difference, or is yeah. it the wrong? I mean, you're like, 
we were lucky enough to have a bit of a chat with some of the contestants, in particular about the judging, because it did seem very strange watching it. And it turns out that we missed quite a crucial part of the judging, like they didn't show it all. And that was to make sure everyone actually had 11 cakes or like the 12 full layers um, in their cake. And apparently Jonathan didn't have all of them, which is the actual reason he came last. But we didn't get to see it on TV, which is really weird. Because I think lots of people would have been feeling the same. Like, why did he come last? Because he had a slightly darker chocolate. Like, it seems like it made no sense, right? It was all just confusing, eh? And when they were like, when they got to Brooks and they were tasting Brooks and they were kind of like, this is going to make this one not the top. And they're like, and it won! (laughs) It's like... I don't know, it all just seemed a bit off today. Yeah, um, I like, and when they were talking about Victoria's layers, they're like, oh, they're really thin, but then there was no description of, like, that was good or bad, right? It was just kind of like, they're really thin. Same with the, the chocolate around the outside. They were like, it's got a really good thickness, and then they praised Jonathan's for being really thin and fine. And so I was like, so is a really good thickness thick? Or is yeah. it a really good thickness thin? Because <laughs> yeah, in my think... mind, it's thick. Well, of course it would be in your mind, Hamish. The thicker, the better. Definitely, yeah. I, I, I feel like it's probably more editing that they've just run out of time, so they kind of didn't show us anything. But, like, that's then the editor's fault, because it really didn't make a lot of sense. I thought the judging, like, what they said and then the, the results didn't really co-align, did they? No. Overall, good technical, though. I think it was a ah, good, fun, different technical. My last note was just, this cake looks fucking delicious. Like, get in my mouth. Mm. That looks so yum. I want that. So... Fifth place was Jonathan, Victoria came in fourth, we had Monique in third, second was Lucas, and first was Brooke. And I feel like at this stage, like, things were looking very good for Brooke. She did pretty well in the start, pretty good in the... My girl, like you were doubting her last week. (laughs) My girl. No, it wasn't. Never doubted you. The Crumbs. And the showstopper... For International Week was um, the Paris slash Gaypery Breast, um, <laughs> personal favourite of mine. Um, and we saw so many different shapes, sizes, not colours, if you're in Monique. Um, <laughs> Definitely saw a few other colours though, and apparently colours that they don't like, which is really starting to rile me up. It's all well and good to have a personal preference that you don't like food colour, but it is a baking show, and if you are asking people to use colour, they are going to use food colours. I agree. Um, Monique as well did have the, I think they were pink, well, I can't remember what colour they were, but they, like, uh, she were along on top, that they were supposed to be, but she completely fried yeah. them. Yeah, they were, they were like, like so, that she, she fucked them so bad. <laughs> Hayley was brutal with Monique, she was like, so far we've got a She's like a, a wisp of a praline in the bloody Nutribullet. Have you noticed how Monique loves a Nutribullet? She uses it all I the time. I also love a Nutribullet. What a great little invention. Especially for praline paste because it's yes. the only thing that fucking moves fast enough. <laughs> um, Hayley was so brutal. She was like, so so far we have a praline paste and a burnt shoe. How's it going? And she's like, well, it's well, it has to work, so we'll make it work. That was, like, totes embarrassing. <laughs> that was amazing. I love that. This whole challenge was a was a minefield, and it was stressing me out. It took me right back to when I just completely ballsed up my shoe. I just, I love shoe, but I also hate shoe. It's just so temperamental. 
um doing a huge one shrimp. like that where you have to have like multiple tiers and all these different flavors and then they i've never heard the word mousseline before and i heard it about 400 times in one episode mm. and courtney just fyi i don't think you fucked up your shoe your shoe of crocodile you just fucked up not having enough filling i made them too big <laughs> I'm a girl who yeah. likes big things, all right? And I just didn't do it. Well. Amen, sis. <laughs> Me too. Um, and yeah, just should have filled them up more. When you guys are watching it, and on like the topic of like making shoe and how hard it is, it's also really hard to tell what is good shoe and what's not when you're watching it being made. Because there were so many times where I was like, that's going to fail. And it kind of came out the nicest on the day. And then I was like, there was others where I was like, that looks really good. And then it was... It was a bit for me good. like Monique's. Like it seemed... I didn't think it was going to work. And then, like, I looked at it and I was like, hers actually looks like one of the best ones in terms of the shoe itself. It might, she might have done two, two different ones because her shoe of Crocodile weren't that great. And also, Jonathan, when it cut to Jono doing his, like, it seemed really thin. And I remember, because I, I made shoe quite a lot before going on the show, but I remember on the show it was slightly, like, runnier than I would have liked it. Like, I guess adding too many eggs and whatnot. But when I did it, my Shio Crocolanda were kind of like, they weren't high. They were kind of like, kind of low. And Jonathan's were like that. So I feel like it was, Monique and Jonathan did have like a thin kind of shoe pastry and it didn't work out so much. So I think, Hamish, you did notice the bad ones a bit. Yeah. Well, if we're talking about bad ones, about 90% of my notes is just, I feel so bad for like, for Lucas. Again, poor Lucas. Oh my gosh. Lucas saying that he's fucked. <laughs> And, like, at some point on the show, I'm sure he mouthed, like, I'm so fucked or something like that. And they did. Yeah, they bleeped it out. Yes, yeah. Honestly, I've never felt more sorry for someone. Like, I think we were lucky in our season where no one really had a bake where it was like, this is a complete disaster. Yeah. But Lucas you could just kind of knew, see right? that it was not going You could well. see, like, the life drain yeah. out of him, like, so quickly, poor guy. And, it, like, he's just usually so happy and, like, seems so calm and... He still remained calm, which I really liked, but he almost just got really, like, despondent. Like, he was just like, I know what's coming my way. There's not much I can do now. I think he, he flicked onto autopilot to finish the bake and then was like, please just take me away from this <laughs> Let me go. I was just going say, it's kind of hard to keep track of the flavours on this one because there were so many, like, layers and different creme pets and mousselines and cracklins and I found it really hard to kind of see what people were doing for flavours other than like Brooke and Victoria who clearly went for the strawberry route. Strawberry. Yeah. yeah. And also if you want to win this show just give Jordan strawberries because she was just like mm, yummy, yummy. I love strawberries and they have to be freeze dried or fresh heaven forbid that you put strawberry essence near her at all. <laughs> Which is valid. Because it tastes like her Panadol. Yeah, it's, it's her Panadol. Specifically her Panadol. Yeah. Um, what was everyone's favourites? Um, so mine was definitely Brooks. I mean, I think that was the most outstanding, like, it's like the outstanding one, right? That was, I feel like Monique was heading in that direction, but her execution wasn't as good. But Brooks just seemed to have, like, great, she had, seemed to have great control, like, over what she was doing the whole time. She knew what she was going for, and she executed it really well. And it was a clear front runner. Yeah. Um, I am pretty much exactly the same as what you just said. Brooke was my favourite. It looked great. She had great colour. The shape was fun. Uh, the shape that she chose, I think, worked really well doing a two-tiered sort of situation as well. Um, and I was actually really surprised how much I liked Monique's, even without the colour, like the little chocolate squiggles that she did and the sort of geometric feel to it. I thought it was really good. Everyone else's, I thought, were pretty bloody average, to be fair. What did Jonathan do? He had all those little, the crockham 
crock and breast or whatever it was but oh that's it of all the bloody they crocs said that, like oh wow what a showstopper but it just seemed like a pile of shoe buns to me yeah yeah they spent a lot of time like amping that up oh amping jonathan's up and i was like but also his shoes just not great yeah yeah, this is this is a good example of how Jonathan should have perhaps turned it down a slight bit and concentrated on making really good things rather than a lot, you know, like um, quality over quantity type thing. He had like three different mousseline flavours, didn't he? He had like pistachio, chocolate, raspberry, his triangle, his little ones, he did a cracklin. Like it was just, it was a lot to put into, again, not a huge amount of time. I really loved um, Victoria's shape. Like when I didn't see it until the very end, but when she like popped the little like green tip of the strawberry, I was like, oh yeah, fuck, that's great. She's very. Good. I think the concept was good. The execution could have been slightly better, but I can see where she was trying to go um, with the the whole thing. Um, I just wanted to note that Brooke was the one who pulled through with the gold leaf this week. <laughs> Thank you, Brooke. It wouldn't be an episode of season four without some gold leaf. No, I'm hoping in the finale they just cover their whole body head to toe in gold leaf and just present themselves. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Again, I just think the judging this episode just really irked me because, like, poor Lucas, they were like, you've got too much filling. And then they did a shot of Victoria's and there was, like, a metre of filling in her second layer. And I was like, just be... If you're going to be, like, vague, at least be consistent with when you're praising and, and like, um, kind of dogging it. Yeah. Because it's just, like, if I was Lucas and I heard someone get praised for this, like, one that had heaps of filling, obviously more than his, and then kind of get ripped out for the same thing, I'd be like, derp. In terms of the judging, another thing that frustrated me this week was this kind of focus on, like, simple flavours done well versus crazy things, but, like, done averagely. And they kind of shat on Brooke a bit initially for her crepes being like oh they were you know really simple flavor that she executed but like you know she did it well hers were probably the tidiest looking um and they didn't like that but then when you go to her showstopper again the flavors were pretty simple we're talking strawberry shortcake with strawberries and cream you know it's pretty to the point but then they were like oh we loved like this simple done well and I'm like but you didn't two hours ago an hour ago at the start of this episode you know I just they, they're consistent. Four days ago when you started filming. <laughs> yeah, the consistency is definitely lacking in terms of that. Maybe they're learning as they go. You know, they're still consistently average judging. <laughs> At least I've got something consistent, hey. Finally, after however many weeks it's been, Brooke got Star Baker. It was so well deserved. I don't think there was any Woo-hoo. debate as to who was going to get Star Baker. She absolutely nailed all three um, elements. I think just remaining calm and composed was her best friend this week. And yeah, she bloody nailed it. Peaking at the right moment. I wonder if her grandparents live in Brittany. Brooke, if your grandparents live in Brittany, let us know. So this week we got to have a bit of a chat with Lucas, who was going home, um, and we actually thought we'd do a little tank team on it, Tom. You literally replaced one ginger who likes to bake and has a beard with another ginger who likes to bake and has a beard. Okay, so um, welcome, Lucas, to uh, the Crumbs Pod. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, really good. So um, you, well, we've actually got a VIP special guest uh, today, Courtney Adele. It's me. (laughs) Hi, guys. We've basically replaced Hamish with another ginger. Yeah, 
I think it's mm. it's basically a one for one replacement. So you're good. Yeah. Honestly, so similar now that I'm looking at this. So yeah, so two That's for the right. price of two for the price of one today, Lucas. You lucky boy. I know. I'm so lucky. I didn't win the prize, but I won an interview with two people who have also been through similar trauma to you. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't traumatic for me, at least. I won't speak for you. <laughs> how how did you? Okay, so how did you find the show? I had a great time. It was a ball. It was incredibly stressful, and um, I cried multiple times from the stress but like overall it was like yeah it's just a lot of fun like it was just hanging out with friends for three weeks and it was great yeah okay so serious question what would you say was your proudest moment on the show like any any bake in particular or i think the ramen bake was the the ramen biscuits was the one i was most proud of and it's the one that i get most people coming up to me and talking to me about um like as soon as i had that concept i was like this is genius like this is a winning bake i mean it didn't win but like it was close um it won, it won the, like the viewers hearts thank you yeah i because i originally was going to do tacos like brooke did but then i realized that um like everything's like stuffed inside a taco so you wouldn't see it all so then i was like okay what's um a meal that's like display like known for like it's aesthetic, aesthetic presentation and i was like oh ramen um and then once i thought of that it just seemed so obvious it's, it's really clever as a fellow japan lover <laughs> i haven't been to japan so I, I i couldn't claim the title of a japan lover but i would love to go to japan we love japan on this podcast i would love to go my, my friend lives there at the moment and i would love to go visit her um but you know unfortunately theater doesn't earn me the big bucks but one day Hey, the baking deal you'll get from Bake Off. Just you wait. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just you wait. Ola's opening of bookstores. We're still waiting, but it'll come, I'm sure. <laughs> um, would you have changed anything that you did on the show at all? Uh, I don't think I would change anything. I like I still don't know how to make shoe pastry, so I can't be like, oh, yeah, I'd go and make shoe pastry better because I was like, I don't know how to make shoe pastry, it turns out. Um there's a few things, there's like tiny things I wish, like I, I'm kicking myself over, like the silver um, cherries on the cheesecakes. I was like, <laughs> that was just like such a like spur of the moment decision. And I was like, yeah. why did I do that? Um, and like the, the ganache layer on my um, triple terrain, I, I, why did I think that was a good idea? Um, but overall, like I'm, I got further than I expected. I like made some great friends. And, like, as I was being eliminated, like, I knew, like, I had done the worst and, like, I couldn't point to anyone else who deserved to go home over me. Like, obviously, I was sad to go home, but, like, the four that are left are just so amazing that I was, like, kind of honoured to be up there with them at that moment. So, yeah. Um, do you – had you made shoe pastry before? Like, is this something you like doing or, like, not not really? I'd made it, um, I made a croc, or I tried to make a croc and bush last year for a Christmas party, and it was one of the worst experiences of my life. Um, the shoe pastry wasn't the thing that really, like, was the worst part of it, but um, I, I thought it went fine for that, um, and then when I did a, pre- a practice bake of um, my Paris breast, I was like, this is okay, like, it's nothing amazing. I made it once. I thought it was fine. I was like, I'll do it better on the day, as you say about everything that you do in your practice bakes. Yeah, and then in the challenge, it just kind of like, I don't know, it all fell apart, and then I fell apart. And um, I think about halfway through that challenge, I knew that it was kind of like, my chances were just gone, and I was like, I'll just try to get something together that 
resemble something. And you did. Like, you, what you put forward, I'm not going to say it was, like, the winning showstopper, but it, it was something, <laughs> and you pulled it together. It was something. I I was really happy they included the clip on the in the episode of them saying that I knew that it was bad. That was what I was most worried about, that, like, it would be put up. And because whenever I would, like... Um, like present my showstoppers and I didn't think it was the best. I wouldn't like say that. I would just sort of let them talk about it. And and so I was worried that that would come across as me presenting this Paris Press being like, yeah, look, I'm really happy with this. When in reality, I was like, no, this is terrible. And we're just all mm. going to get through this moment together. So I'm glad that they made that clear. I think the three hours beforehand, like watching you in the kitchen made that relatively <laughs> apparent that you weren't too stoked with it i Girl, i just good, wanted to give good. you so many hugs that whole time like i just so many shots of you just standing at that back bench just like <laughs> staring at your like and i was like this poor dude like i feel so bad for him <laughs> i'm sure they have so much footage of me just in complete despair we've not talked about you star baker last week congratulations by the way oh yeah thank you yeah great. um which is amazing long overdue but um how are you feeling after winning star baker um it, I think it was a similar thing that a lot of people thought, where, like, you feel amazing for, like, 30 seconds, and then they send, like, one of your best friends home, and you're like, the shit. I had a, a, yeah, a good 30 seconds before they said that Hugo was going, and I was like, yeah, and then that became the overwhelming sensation of just being sad. Um, I, I'm i really glad I won it, like, in my time there. Like, it was great to have that, like, win, and I think that's why... Like, that definitely helped being sent home the following episode. It definitely, like, eased that, because I was like, look, I came here, I did pretty well for most of the weeks, I did the best one week, and sure, I didn't make the top, but, you know, I, I had some good moments. Um, Just one from me. Have you done much baking since you've been off the show, or have you kind of taken a hiatus? I haven't baked a single thing, and I have no plans to do any baking at any time soon. Good on you. It, it will come back, Lucas. I'm sure I will, uh, like, when it comes to, like, Christmas and, like, the holidays and stuff like that, for sure. But, um, yeah, I haven't done any baking. Um, I don't think I bake nearly as much as everyone else does, like, on the show. Um, like, I would I would most, I would bake, like, maybe, like, once a month or, like, once in a while for, like, mostly, wow. like, birthday cakes for friends. So, yeah. Outside of the show, what is your, like, actual favourite thing to bake? Like, what is your signature thing? I, I Birthday cakes. Like, I like making, like, elaborate birthday cakes, like, um, in the shape of whatever the favourite thing is of that friend. Like, I did, like, a wrestling cake. I've done a Stonehenge cake. I've done wow. Lego. I've done, you know, all sorts of, like, weird My shit. birthday's the 27th of January. It's just over the hill if you want to bring me a cake. Thanks. I, I'll, I'll do my best. Okay, so if people want to catch up with um, you, Lucas, where can they find you? Uh, I am. It is Lucas Neal on Instagram and Lucas R Neal on Twitter. Oh, you have a Twitter. Oh. I have a Twitter. I think I do great tweets that each get about five likes, and but I'm still proud of them. Um, I can't promise that I'm going to post much baking content on my Instagram though, so have fun with that. Lucas for having a chat with Tom and I he was an absolute delight to talk to even though we say that every week we get to meet a baker who wasn't a delight as soon as we do we'll let you know but <laughs> uh, it does come to that time of the week where we have to make the big old decision of who's going to win and we are a hell of a lot closer now guys so we will start with uh, Tom because I feel like I know what his answer is going to be Brooke. <laughs> this week I feel like that's really valid considering that she was star baker um, well, because she's the best, and she's always been the best, so Brooke. 
I'm sure there was a bit of doubt last week. I'm just trying to play that episode back yeah, in my mind. Back in yeah. No, you you were, you guys are trying to t- you guys are like trying to talk me out of it, and I was like, no, no. We stand, Brooke. Courtney, roll the tape. Yeah. Do you have access to all of these? <laughs> Please just play clips of Tom Downing. What about you, Hamish? Look, I have been so strongly Team Monique, except for I think one week where I chose Jonathan. But like, seeing that it's Chocolate Week next week. And knowing that Victoria and Brooke will just like smash out some like stellar looking cakes, I think. Oh my god, I'm so torn. No, I'm still gonna I'm saying my neck. I am gonna flick back to my original thought and I'm joining Team Brooke again. I'm back on Team Brooke. Um can I go one further? Can we have predictions at top three? And I'll and I'll go first. Um so my top three are um Brooke, Jonathan and Victoria. Um what about you? What about you, Connie? So I would say Brooke, Monique, and Jonathan. Okay, and you, Hamish? I think it's going to be the three gals. I think we're going to have Brooke, Monique, and Victoria in the final. Ah, okay. Does that mean we all have different people there? Yes. Wow, okay. One more thing before we leave, and it's a personal gripe for me. I had to endure a bread week, and these bakers are not going to have to endure a bread week, and I'm raging. Oh my gosh, there's no <laughs> bread week. They got rid of Dean Brett Schneider, and they got rid of bread week. Brett Schneider, Brett Schneider, Brett Schneider. Brett Schneider. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just angry. I had to make a stupid fucking pig out of bread, and they don't have to, and it just makes me livid. So that's that's my ending note. Um. Thank you guys for being very accommodating um, for me and my San Francisco time. I'll be in Los Angeles next week when we're, reco- we're recording, and I'll try and um, stalk Miss Rondell if she's not visiting her grandparents in Brittany. Maybe you can get an exclusive interview for us <laughs> with Jordan over in LA. I'll just like scream at her from across the street, and she'll be like, what? Um, to add extra technical difficulties next week, um, Tom's also going to be in Melbourne. So... True international <laughs> podcasters, yeah. But it's okay, guys, because I'll be in Masterton, really holding down the fort. This is literally more international than International Week on the Great Kiwi <laughs> yeah. Week. We're covering We're covering three countries, continents. and we're doing more than they did in International Week. Look at us go. <laughs> so join us next week for the semi-final. We've only got two episodes to go. Uh, it is Chocolate Week. And, of course, give us a follow on Instagram. It's the Crumbs Pod. And give us a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you are listening. The Crumbs.